0: hello and welcome back to sass stories and sarcasm we're your hosts brian and mary and this is episode 133
1: yeah how are you doing brian
0: i'm doing great mary you know moving date is less than a week away gonzaga had some basketball games this week we'll get into that later pretty exciting Um, stuff yeah exciting (laughs) stuff uh you know work's going well i just had the longest day possible. Let me just tell you not much outside of those things that I previously mentioned happened this week, but let me just tell you, I was working until 8 PM. And I know you're like, oh, Brian, that's, that's not that bad.
1: But at least you got to wear basketball shorts while working.
0: Yes, that is true. So I guess I should count my blessings. Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, people are getting their COVID shots, ramping up production, you know, things are looking on the up and up, it's overall been a pretty good week and a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking also, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting my sofa as well. So I might as well just throw that in the things to look forward to. And as you guys know, it is an L-shaped sofa. And this is <laughs> going to be the pride and joy of my life. But other than that, <laughs> how was your week, Mary?
1: My week was good. I uh, hung out with Braden and Lincoln and we went to this really good pizza place on Mercer Island. So that was really fun and it was fun to see them. Um, I also Ooh, made what kind of pizza you get. Um, just a personal pizza. I don't remember. There was, there was just a bunch of stuff on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, I made a picture on my cricket this week. So I have a map of Seattle in my um, apartment and Brian has always admired it. And so he's like, I want to buy one, but they're pretty expensive. And so I was like, here, I'll draw one with my cricket. So I found a map online, and then I had my Cricut draw it, and then I just in a black pen. So then I colored it, and then Brian bought a frame for it, and so he will have something to hang on his wall
0: yes. in his new apartment. <laughs> you know, I went an entire year without putting anything on my walls. That's just you know, so sad. Now, now I'll have one thing, and you know what? It's really
1: not that big. Even it's only like ten by twenty, but you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah, I'll have nothing. to find
0: the place where the most amount of eyeballs view a certain wall and then I'll no, put it there
1: no you put it where it fits you don't just put like a I don't huge just wall put in the middle.
0: Oh, okay, okay no
1: you're not gonna put it in the middle of a huge <laughs> wall it's just a tiny little picture <laughs> yeah you're
0: right they don't look very small maybe I need to find like like near a door I don't know I don't mm-hmm. know I'll let you give me advice on interior decorating because I have no idea what I'm doing
1: okay well As we jump into this episode, we wanted to first go over the last, the most recent three episodes of The Bachelor, Um, and again, save you guys six hours of TV time. Next week is the finale, and so um, we're coming down the home stretch. So we've covered the first, I think, seven episodes. Yeah, seven or eight episodes. But um, where we left off from last time we covered the next episode was Hometowns. So their hometown dates, but they're all taking place at the resort. Right. Um, again, they're in Pennsylvania. First up is Michelle, who is from Minnesota. So for their, and she's a teacher. So for their activity, they go on a bike ride and then they go to a lecture hall where the, she, she introduces him to all of her students on a zoom call and they ask him questions like, is she your girlfriend? And are you going to marry her? And he doesn't know how to answer those because yeah, he still has cute. multiple people. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, meets her parents all seems they all seem to get along. Uh, but then most importantly, at the end of the day, they all play basketball together. And Brian thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yes, yes. And I'm like, oh. That's that's the family I'm rooting for now. A family but Brian got basketball. confused. <laughs>
1: Brian got confused, and he was like, "Wow, they have a basketball hoop at their house." And I was like, "No, they're not at their house. They're at a yeah, it was an house. A- Airbnb." Yeah.
0: <laughs> so whoever the original owners are, good job.
1: <laughs> yep. And then the next hometown is with Rachel, and she decides to take him skydiving. Um, I don't have any idea how this relates to her hometown or what her life is like at all. I don't think she said she's ever been skydiving before, but regardless, this is how she's doing her hometown. Um, And she actually lands incredibly hard and uh, busts herself up and uh, crashed against the ground and her whole face just goes right into the grass. And, you know, Matt like runs over and she's like on her back and he just like lifts her up. Probably not the smartest thing to do because what if she'd like hurt herself, but um, this scary moment made Matt realize how much he cares for her. He's already liked her. I think the most out of a lot of people for most of the season, but this Just was another reason why he likes her.
0: Yeah. And he references this a lot. He's like, yeah, it just puts everything in perspective. So like uh like,
1: (laughs) if I didn't have Rachel in my life, I'm like, you've known her for six weeks. Okay. Um, And you've barely hung out with her at all. Um, You know, meets her family, not too much to report. And then Rachel's a little insecure because he didn't ask her dad for his blessing. But I don't think that he asked any of the dads for their blessing. So I mean, it's probably better than asking four four dads for to be able to marry their daughter, and he's only gonna marry one of them, maybe. But yeah, whatever. that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> next up is well,
0: wait until you're about to propose.
1: Yeah, next up is Breeze date, and they go off roading. Again, nothing really happens. He meets her mom, a friend, and her baby sister, and she tells him that she's falling in love with him, but she's also a little bit uneasy, and that her head and her heart need to align she's not like so much in love as uh michelle and rachel are um, yeah, and then... yeah
0: she's a little bit more cautious and thinking about it more not mm-hmm. yeah
1: lastly is serena p well i guess just serena because she's only serena left but yeah. um she has a canada day quiz for her hometown date and she asks him about canadian words like toboggan and he thinks that's a hat but it's not Um, and they have some canadian food and he meets her parents and sister and her family isn't really that impressed especially her sister and they make her realize that he's not the one for her really Um, she basically said she was completely sure when she had no contact with the outside world but now that she's talked to you know, her family
0: they're like and, uh it, this isn't you <laughs> and she's yeah, like oh like, you're yeah right. stop me
1: <laughs> he's like whoa you're right and so and she ends up self-eliminating and so all the women are very excited when they get to the rose ceremony and they automatically they realize they're automatically getting through to the next round because you know serena's gone right but they don't take it that way they take it as like wow i made it I'm like no you didn't someone else just left mm-hmm. um you know Next step is the Women Tell All the following week. Um, at the beginning of the episode, there was a disclaimer saying that the episode was filmed on February 4th before all the drama with Chris Harrison and Rachel started. And I think that was funny because normally they're trying to tell us that it's a live event. And so right. <laughs> we're like, it never has been a live event, but now you're really trying to make it seem like it's not. Um, I just thought it was funny that they had to tell us it was pre-filmed. We're like, we know. We've known for a while. <laughs> and then uh chris just guides all of the women through all of the conflicts that happened that season and they all discuss all the drama that's all i'm gonna really say about that because we've already talked about the drama and they just rehash all of the drama
0: yeah yeah this episode doesn't really add to the the plot or no it, the, well because all gonna... these are
1: eliminated so it doesn't matter. yeah
0: these are eliminated people and they're just Venting, basically.
1: (laughs) And then on this week's episode, it was fantasy suites. But before those started, Matt um, opens the door and his estranged father is at the door. Um, And I think his dad thought he was coming on TV to celebrate that Matt might be getting engaged soon. But Matt was like, no, the producers tricked you. (laughs) I wanted to talk through a bunch of our family issues on national TV. Um, I don't know if this is the best idea to go through on national TV but I also felt like dad thought he was kind of tricked into the situation from.
0: Yeah. He looked, he looked very uncomfortable because basically, basically he basically walked out. Right. And Matt was like, why'd you do that? And then the dad's like, nobody's perfect. son."
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing is the dad, you know, gets to there and he's like, Oh, just congratulations. He's like, and Matt's like, what are we congratulating? I'm not, we're not here to congratulate me right now. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and he said, if I want to celebrate, I'll go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not good to be airing on national TV. But it was actually interesting to see that conversation fold, even if it was a little, uh, you know, like raw emotions.
1: Yeah, basically, he just wanted to um, have that conversation so that he would then be able to make the commitment of marriage.
0: Yeah, and how he could be a better father.
1: Yeah, better husband, better father. So anyways, then basically I feel like later that afternoon is when he has his date with Michelle and Matt tells her that they're going to have a spa day, relaxing, right? But it's actually going to be a Pennsylvania Dutch inspired spa day. So they walk into a barn and it has a tub of milk, a basin of oatmeal and a pile of butter, like sticks of butter. And they (laughs) soak in the milk and then they put their feet in the oatmeal and then they rub sticks of butter on each other
0: just on each other's backs yeah it is it was like i'm like ooh, spa day that sounds relaxing but Mm -hmm. then they're like sticking their feet in like the mushiest looking oatmeal possible like and they're gonna smell so bad yeah i'm sure it might feel weird and maybe feel good but it's it's just weird okay and and then they're they're bathing in milk i don't know like if that's gonna make you smell or whatever but i'd be very conscious of that (laughs) (laughs)
1: And then rubbing sticks of butter on themselves, like, or on each other. It's just very odd. But while this is happening, the camera cuts to Rachel, who is sitting there in the other area with Bree. And she's having a very hard time knowing that her boyfriend, who is also dating two other women, is going to be spending a full day and night with Michelle. But, like, literally that's how The Bachelor works. This is the 25th season of The Bachelor, and there's been, like, 16 seasons of The Bachelorette. This is how it's always worked. So I don't know what she was expecting. Um, And she just got progressively more upset throughout the episode, more to come on that. But, you know, Michelle comes back from her date, you know, the next morning and tells Rachel and Bree about the spa day. And for some reason, when she's like telling her about the spa day, Rachel starts crying. I'm like, you did not miss out on anything, Rachel. They just rubbed sticks of butter on each other. Don't be crying about that.
0: Yeah, that was very unromantic, not a great date. If, if, if you ask me, of course, he's not the one planning it. It's the producers. Yeah. You mentioned that, Mary. I'm like, oh, yeah, matt Matt's in control of what he picks.
1: Even though the women seem to think that he's the one. Yeah. This, but whatever. Um, and then for Bree's date, uh, she was next. And they start walking through the woods. And then they pitch a tent and they start a fire. And Matt says that's where they're going to sleep that night. And she was like, what? I'm
0: not sleeping out in a tent.
1: <laughs> he's like, I'm not really a camper. And he was like, I'm just kidding. And then they go back to the hotel. And then the next day, Brie comes back to the other woman and tells them about her date. And Rachel has a full-on breakdown and just has to leave the room. And she starts crying. Again, this is literally what happens every season. So I don't know why she's so (laughs) freaked out. Um, And then finally, later that day, it's time for Rachel's date. And they do a pottery class, but Rachel is so insecure about the relationship now. Because he spent time with the other women. I mean, he used to have like 35 girlfriends at once. So I don't know why she's worried about two at this point. Um, so they have to stop the- making their pottery and talk about it. But then he makes her feel better. So all's good.
0: Yep. And they go back to making their pottery.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she's like all fine now. Just spent the whole week crying for basically no reason. Um, and then, you know, cut to the next day at the rose ceremony he gives roses to Michelle and Rachel. And so Bree is going home and that was pretty expected. He's had a stronger relationship with Michelle and Rachel this whole time.
0: Yeah. And but, Bree was the one that was hesitant as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the finale is next week. Like I said, there's going to be two hour finale and then there's an one hour after the final rose. So it's a long one, but I think this is our first break from like the bachelor or bachelorette since The Bachelorette started in October. So it's going to be nice to have that over before March Madness starts.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, there's going to probably be some drama because I'm assuming he's going to pick Rachel, which is the the girl that's had all this drama in the background. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that. And they're going to... They usually after after he picks someone if it is Rachel they they all come back and say like oh how's the couple doing now or they're not a couple but like well yeah how's the fiance and yeah oh yeah I guess there are a couple they're just not <laughs> married <laughs> there yeah how are they doing now so it's gonna be interesting to see if uh, they're still together mm-hmm. or not
1: yeah I would think not but we'll see I guess yeah. Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where PaceLine comes in. PaceLine is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on PaceLine. To get started, download the free PaceLine app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to com slash honey and start saving some money today Gonzaga has had games the last two nights on Monday night and Tuesday night normally we record the podcast on Tuesday night and then I release it on Wednesday but you know yesterday Tuesday was the WCC championship game so we had to put off the podcast because the Zags are the priority especially this month
0: right So uh, let me get into that. But before we get into that one, they played one prior game and they played against uh, the St. Mary's Gales. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so these are back-to-back games because this is the tournament, so you don't get much rest. Mm -hmm. But uh, Gonzaga was perfectly fine against St. Mary's. Um, They they ended the first half with a score of 44 to 26. So they already had a very comfortable, you know, 18-point lead at the end of the half. We're not sweating. We're not. Not worrying. much to worry about. Not much to worry about. We can just brush it aside. Why even watch it? You know, but we no. watched it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, they ended up winning the game with the score of seventy-eight to fifty-five. Um, so, so you know, that's like almost thirty points. Qu- or no, it's tw- twenty-three points. Um, but you know, quite frankly, it was it wasn't close at all. And uh, some notable players, we want to give them shout outs. Uh, Drew Timmy scored 18 points. Joel IIE scored 16. and Gonzaga is now at this point, one win away from having a complete undefeated season. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that's of note is uh, I believe they've tied their, yeah, they've tied their school record with 29 straight wins at this point. And they've won twenty-two straight games by double digits, so that's a pretty good dominating season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always adding to the the record of things that they've done. Um, yeah, but then and,
1: last night's game basically was just kind of changed everything for a while. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was nerve-wracking. It was rough. Uh, you know, was it rough,
1: Brian? Because Brian came over to watch it
0: with me. And, you know, we were down. Well, by, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried. We but- were down by 13 <laughs>
1: points at one time. The announcers were turning against us. They were saying, Yeah, they're, like, know, they're saying, upset, bench. upset,
0: upset, blah, blah, blah.
1: Gonzaga's bench is not very deep. I'm like, What are you talking about? Every other game, the same exact announcers are always talking about how Gonzaga's bench is deep. And then they're, we're down by like five points. And they're like, I smell an upset. I'm like, <laughs> What? Like, are you actually fans yeah, or are you just Mary, only fans if Mary, we're going to
0: win? Mary's getting like, abnormal breathing and i'm just like calmly meditating i look over
1: brian's about to fall asleep i'm not joking i was
0: not worried at all but let's let's get into why mary was worried at least so by the end of the first half we were down when we were down actually pretty big we were down by 12 points that was the Uh, most we've
1: been down by in a game
0: yeah the whole season yeah so it was it was definitely rare and we were not playing our game we were letting them score everything and then we were we got 41 points in the first half, but they scored 53. So our defense really just let them score everything. It looked like everything they shot was going in and we're, and you know, the announcers and Mary were like, Oh boy, here we go. I
1: was about to mute the announcers. I was so tired of them,
0: <laughs> but you know, whatever happened in the, you know, halftime speech that Mark few gave the team, it seemed to have worked because, you know, as soon as the first half started, uh, We got Corey Kispert to hit a couple threes, and Kispert was was struggling a little bit in the first half. But you know, in the second half, he he helped basically you know spark a little run that we used to pretty much tie the game up. I mean, we we brought it within like six, we brought within six, and then it was like it stayed like a six point lead for BYU for like the longest time. And then basically with like five minutes left, Suggs, yeah, like you said, uh, just really took over the game and scored like. I don't know how many like back to back to back points, but it looked like he was just like scoring the, like the last, you know, the, the last, the last couple points for Gonzaga and really was the, the difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember he shot like, like the shot clock was winding down and he just hit like a three, which,
1: which we uh, needed,
0: which we desperately needed. We needed every point that we we shot. Well, we were down
1: basically. by 13 for at one point and then we got up to a, only down by two, but we just could not figure out how to pass them. We're like tie for like, I feel like
0: we put all our effort into getting close, but we just didn't have enough to get over the hump. And then finally uh, Suggs basically helped us out there with basically two late threes and Mm -hmm. we ended up winning by 10 points. So it continues our streak of double digit wins and
1: (laughs) broke a school record. Now we're 30 game win streak. We're also the fifth team ever to go into the NCAA tournament um, undefeated, which is so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, only five teams in history. So that's that's definitely putting us up there.
1: And yesterday, the Gonzaga women's basketball team beat oh, right. BYU as well, the other BYU team, 42 right. to 43. Now, in the last one second of the game, Jill Townsend scored the winning point yeah that was amazing incredible and the whole team had the stomach flu or food poisoning and they had you know been barfing on the sidelines like they they had
0: like trash bags just in case you know like they had stomach problems so impressive
1: that they won i mean she had literally just been by her garbage can (laughs) not feeling well got in the game scored the only point that she scored all game long and won the tournament
0: yeah that's that's quite a moment you know how's that for overcoming adversity mary
1: <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool and like wow i was super impressed and now we have two tickets punched to go to the big dance and i'm so excited ah.
0: proud to be a zag proud to mm-hmm. be a zag.
1: zag's own march and so selection sunday is on obviously this coming sunday and then uh our first game should be on friday thursday or friday next week
0: yep so we're haven't figured out yet but we're probably going to uh you know do one of those march madness brackets and yes
1: we will uh, talk about that next week once we have yes, that set
0: up. more details to come
1: mm-hmm. so this year is actually the first time we're going to go over some march madness facts um this is the first time in history that a single state has hosted the tournament in its entirety because of covid um and we're going to just go over a bunch of facts
0: right and you know that's both yeah, because of COVID bubble scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but the economic... So this is going to be facts of the 2020 season and 2021 season. But the economic impact of corporate losses due to unproductive workers during March Madness is going to be $13.3 billion.
1: Yeah. So that's that's a lot. And $600 million um, annual revenue loss for the NCAA last year due to COVID-19. But <laughs> the amount of money... The NCAA pays the players during the tournament $0.
0: Yes. Uh, So here's another interesting fact. The average amount of time the average worker spends watching March Madness is six hours. So I don't know if that's, you know, during work. (laughs) Maybe, I guess. Most of the games happen, like...
1: I feel like just the first week, the games really happen during the workday. But then after the second, third, and last week they're more at night.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um 56% of millennials are willing to miss a work deadline to m- watch a March Madness game.
0: Oh, gosh, that's not that's not putting us in a good light. <laughs> but yeah. I understand the feeling, but
1: I mean, we used to get our classes canceled in college because the professors were like, "We want you to go watch the game." Like I one time had to go to the registrar to like change a class mm-hmm. and I was like going like an hour before a game. And they're like, we're close to watch the game. <laughs> oh my I'm like, god! Okay.
0: <laughs> wow, priorities, people. <laughs> okay, yeah. um, so the projected economic impact of this March Madness is going to be a hundred million, uh, and then it's of course all going to be within that uh, state because it's all going to be within one state.
1: Um. So you know, March Madness didn't happen last year, but uh, eight point five billion dollars is the estimated amount wagered on the two thousand and nineteen NCAA tournament. And uh, 3.9 billion is estimated amount wagered illegally. Yikes!
0: Wow. And then
1: (laughs) there was a four billion dollar loss for sport betting industry last year after March Madness was canceled.
0: Yeah, that. Yeah, yes, I I didn't consider sports betting, but yeah, that I guess uh, some people are some out of money. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: So here's some interesting facts about how many people are actually participating for. Forty-seven million people participate in the NCAA college basketball pools, so this is this is also like a little uh, betting thing. So that's a lot of people, and thirty-eight percent of those said they were unsure if it was legal or not. <laughs> They're Like, ah, does my state allow gambling? I guess it does kind of gambling if you're betting on, uh, you know, who wins or not.
1: Two times as much is wagered on March Madness than the Super Bowl. And the average bet on the NCAA tournament is thirty dollars.
0: Okay. Okay. And, and this and is pretty sad okay um, yeah go say it <laughs>
1: 149 million tournament brackets were completed in 2019 and versus 156 million ballots cast in the presidential election
0: <laughs> yeah so just six million more seven. people participate or seven seven million more people participated in the presidential election than uh filled out their brackets that i just... <laughs> say
1: basketball is very important but i'm also happy to hear that Seven million more Civic
0: people did yeah. participate
1: <laughs> in the election than in March Madness because that you know the election is more important.
0: <laughs> yes, and so the, we all know that getting a perfect bracket this is extremely hard. So the odds specifically are one in nine point two quintillion. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot. Um, um, I
1: remember when Warren Buffett offered like what a bunch of money to someone if they could, who get could fill bracket. out the perfect
0: bracket. Yeah. But and I don't j- think
1: anyone ever did.
0: Yeah. And basically it's, it's the statistic here says basically it's twice as easy to win lotteries back to back, filling out one ticket each time <laughs> than to actually get a complete perfect bracket. So Warren Buffett made a good investment, go figure in per- providing uh you know, prize, prize money if you're able to pick the perfect bracket. Cause I don't think anyone's ever done it before. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the estimated price of a 30-second ad during the 2021 uh, game is $2 million versus, like we have mentioned before, $5.5 million for a Super Bowl 30-second ad.
0: Okay, okay. So definitely more viewership for Super Bowl, but 2000000 million, million, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> I
1: mean, that's pretty good. It's,
0: it's, it's not, it's no, no penny. It's a lot.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. So 688,753 people attended the 36 games of the 2019 tournament, whereas this year, in total, there will be 17,500 people attending um, the final four games because it's 25% capacity.
0: Yeah, so there's a big drop off and it has to do with, you know, the loss of revenue, less people viewing yeah. So well, it's... that revenue is going
1: down. Food sales will continue to go up because there's a 19% increase in beer, beer sales during March Madness, a 19% increase in pizza orders by fans after losses and wins, and a uh, 9% increase in dessert orders. Also, a 23% increase in chicken wings. Uh, wow. Two... <laughs> there's 2.3 billion chicken wing portions consumed by fans during the tournament. It's, yeah. that's, a, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is a lot. <laughs> I you know just can't wrap my mind around how much food people eat on these days. But, uh, you know, it's fun to have, you know, a little party. So those are all our cool facts about March Madness. I hope you guys learned something. I definitely, you know, I always forget, you know, the odds of filling out a perfect bracket. But one in 9.2 quintillion, That that is a pretty bad odds.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so excited for March Madness. And. I can't wait. We're going to talk about it more next week once we actually, you know, know who we're going to be playing first and potentially, you know, second game. Um, And yeah, hope you guys have a good rest of your week and go Zags! Go Zags!